On Thursday, June 11th edition, Tyson Fury will schedule fights versus Joshua and Wilder in 2021, Habib versus Gagey at UFC 253, 2020 MLB Draft, and much more. Because of the coronavirus pandemic, the league is only allowed to bring 22 teams to return to play in Orlando, Florida. The rest of the eight teams in the league that did not have a shot to make the playoffs will have to wait until December for next season. However, the biggest story for the league at the moment is the NBA might not allow coaches to travel who are at high risk for the coronavirus. It was reported by the CDC that men over 65 years old or more are likely to test positive for COVID-19. Currently, the NBA has three coaches over that age. Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs is 71, Mike D'Antoni of the Houston Rockets is 69, and Alvin Gentry of the New Orleans Pelicans is 65. Popovich, Gentry, and D'Antoni all scuffed at the idea. Coach of the Mavericks and president of the coaches' union, Rick Carlisle, has talked with the league and expressed his opinion on the situation. The executives and team elders of the team that have coaches at high risk discuss the matter with the league. According to multiple reports, every team in the league, regardless if they were invited to Orlando or not, will have to send medical reports to the league and health experts. During a conversation with TNT last week, Commissioner of the NBA Adam Silver said about the matter, when it comes to actual play, we're not going to want them that close to the players in order to protect them. Legal consultants from Miami reached out to ESPN and stated the NBA could not exclude any personnel from participating in Orlando solely on the basis of age. If the NBA decided to not allow coaches over 65 to travel to Orlando, there would be much outcry. According to the Americans with Diabetes Act, the league cannot have age discrimination with an employee. Reported by the NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski, the ADEA bars employment standards that are more harshly impact older workers even if they are applied to everyone. There are expectations if employers can prove a reasonable factor other than age, perhaps a pre-existing medical condition in this instance. Confirmed by the EEOC, employers cannot prohibit any employees that have high-risk factor of getting the virus. NASCAR will be the first sporting league in North America to have fans since the coronavirus pandemic. They announced they will allow fans in Florida and Alabama in the upcoming weeks. NASCAR will require fans to wear masks six feet away from each other and be tested before entering the track. They will also not allow fans in the infield. Homestead Miami Speedway will have a thousand members that were in the Florida Reserves and the U.S. Southern Command in Doral are able to watch the race from the stands. Talladega Speedway will let 5,000 fans of the race on July 21st. However, NASCAR will limit fans camping outside the track. NASCAR Executive Vice President, Chief Sales and Operation Official Darrell Wolf said in a statement, We have tremendous respect and appreciation for the responsibility that comes with integrating guests back into our events. We believe implementing this methodical process is an important step forward for the sport and the future of live sporting events. The passion and unwavering support of our industry and fans is the reason we race each weekend and we look forward to slowly and responsibly welcoming them back at select events. Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. 
you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. It's official. Lightweight undisputed champion Habib Nurmagomedov will fight the number one challenger, Justin Gagey. First reported by Combat. Gagey knocked out Tony Ferguson in the fifth round back on May 9th at UFC 249. The event was originally scheduled for April 19th, where Nurmagomedov would have fought Tony Ferguson. However, because of the coronavirus pandemic, Habib got stranded in Russia and was not able to fight. At the time, fourth-ranked lightweight fighter Justin Gagey would fight in Habib's place. Gagey won by technical knockout versus Tony Ferguson in the fifth round and claimed the interim lightweight belt. He immediately wanted to fight the champion Nurmagomedov. Khabib has not fought in close to a year, where he knocked out Dustin Poirier. The location of the event is still unknown, but Fight Island is located at Yas Island in Abu Dhabi, or the Apex in Las Vegas are the frontrunners to host UFC 253. There was much speculation that if Nurmagomedov wouldn't be able to fight, Conor McGregor would step in his place. Unfortunately, McGregor, the biggest draw in the sport, decided to retire and shock the fighting world back on Sunday. There are still no reports on who would fight the winner of Nurmagomedov versus Gagey. Habib is 28-0 and Justin Gagey is a solid 22-2 in his UFC career. The UFC has not announced anything else on the UFC 253 card yet. The UFC also announced that Daniel Cormier will fight against current heavyweight champion Stipe Miocic on August 15th for the UFC 252 in an undisclosed location. The event will be pay-per-view on ESPN+. This will be the third time that Cormier versus Miocic will fight. Daniel Cormier announced on social media on Wednesday that it was a done deal. First time they fought, Cormier knocked out Miocic in the first round, and Stipe Miocic got revenge on Daniel Cormier by knocking him in the fourth round to recapture the heavyweight belt. There will be more information coming in the next week about UFC 252 and who else will be on the card. Round one of the 2020 MLB draft went on as planned on Wednesday. Round two through five will take place on Thursday night on ESPN and the MLB Network. Because of the pandemic, the league was forced to only do five rounds. At the moment, it seems like Major League Baseball could be in danger of not having a season. However, they were still able to do their annual draft on Wednesday night. The Detroit Tigers were awarded the number one overall pick after last season having the worst record in the MLB, followed by the Baltimore Orioles, Miami Marlins, Kansas City Royals, and Toronto Blue Jays. With no surprise, the Detroit Tigers took the best overall prospect in the draft, Spencer Torkelson, out of Arizona State. Spencer is considered the third, a third baseman but can play first and even outfield. Torkelson was the first ever right-handed hitting first baseman to ever be selected number one overall in the history of the MLB draft. The first big surprise of the night was when the Baltimore Orioles selected Heston Kerstad of Arkansas. Kerstad is a center fielder and was considered the best right, le- best left-handed hitter in the 2020 class. The Miami Marlins selected right-handed pitcher Max Meyer out of Minnesota with the third overall pick. CBS Sports considered Meyer the fifth best prospect in the draft. The Kansas City Royals selected Asa Lacey with the fourth overall pick, a left-handed pitcher out of Texas A&M. He was ranked as the second best pitcher and was the hardest thrower in the 2020 draft. The Toronto Blue Jays selected Austin Martin with the fifth overall pick out of Vanderbilt. Many expected Martin to go a lot earlier than he did, but he fell right into the hands of the Blue Jays. Most analysts thought Austin Martin was the second best overall prospect in the draft. 
After the draft was over, Rob Manfred said there is a 100% chance that baseball will be played this year. 2020 has been a rough year for the sports, especially Major League Baseball. Nothing has really gone right with baseball, so this draft is something big and needs to be celebrated. USC will reinstate Reggie Bush after 10 seasons of dissociation from the university. USC's AD Mike Bowen said in a statement on Wednesday, when I was hired to represent the Trojan family as a director of athletics, I committed to listening and learning before leading. Throughout this process, one of the big, one of the constant themes that emerged from my discussions was how much Reggie Bush means to our former players, USC alumni and fans everywhere. This is a result of an NCAA committee and infraction rule, which was adopted in 2017. The rule limits any mandated dissociation between an individual and school to 10 years. Bush's dissociation started back, started back in June 10th, 2010, and was a part of sanctions that include two seasons of postseason ban, loss of 30 scholarships, and 14 vacated wins. Once the 10-year period is finished, the NCAA will no longer monitor or enforce the association and will let the school decide how to proceed. The sanctions came in the wake of a four-year extra benefits investigation. During that time, he had accepted cash, travel expenses, and had a home in San Diego where he and his parents lived rent-free. During this time, all of his accomplishments were erased. Due to the NBA players' concerns about playing in Orlando, the NBA is allowing players to stay home without consequences. In the last 24 hours, about 40 to 50 players were on and off press conferences calling discussing many concerns about playing in Orlando. Both executives and coaches have also expressed concerns about how the players are going to adapt to playing in an environment that is so unfamiliar and how the hurdles can make an impact on the sustained competitive drive for teams. Another concern they have is that if players on the teams that aren't title contenders will try to get around and bypass the resumption altogether. As for player concerns, the list included family issues, the unavailability to leave the Disney World Resort campus, the ongoing pandemic, and the ongoing social justice issues. Anyone who participates in Orlando won't be allowed to leave the bubble environment without having a 10-day quarantine. Players who decide to skip Orlando will not be paid for the missed games. They can be replaced by a substitution player, however. The NBA also plans on allowing replacements for any players who test positive for coronavirus or dealing with any injuries. The players who were replaced will be ineligible for the rest of the season. On Wednesday, there was quite a buzz in the fighting world. It was reported that Tyson Fury, who holds the WBC and linear titles, would fight both Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder in the year 2021. Fury's promoter, Frank Warren, was able to schedule the bouts. Deontay Wilder exercised his deal in the contract to fight Fury for the third time. After hearing the news Tyson would be able to fight both Joshua and Wilder, he took to Twitter saying, It's official. Fury versus Joshua agreed for next year. I have to go through a hurdle first. I got to smash the bronze bomber first, and then I'll annihilate Anthony Joshua. Massive thanks for making this happen. God bless. It was it was also reported that the bout between Fury and Joshua could be in Great Britain, where both boxers are from. It would be the biggest boxing event the country has ever seen. Earlier in 2020, Tyson Fury knocked out Deontay Wilder in the seventh round in Las Vegas at MGM Resort. With that win, he became WBC's heavyweight and linear champion. He was scheduled to fight both Joshua and Wilder in 2020, but could not because of the pandemic. Anthony and Joshua defeated Andy Ruiz in December to keep his WBA, IBF, and WBO titles. According to boxing promoter Eddie Haran, they are still working out the contract details for the fight. 
Haran said, we're making great progress. The man, the main positive news is that Joshua and Fury have agreed to a two-fight deal in this sense. The most difficult part of any deal is the financial element. I believe we're in great place where both guys have agreed to what we sh- what should be. We have not signed contracts because there are still things to be worked out. We're pushing towards a place where they can be drafted for the 2021. Both guys in agreement. The structure of the deal has been put forward and agreed by both parties. Anthony Joshua is required to fight IBF challenger Kabrut Polov. It has not been confirmed yet, but most likely the fight will be through pay-per-view. It was reported the second fight between Fury and Wilder sold out more than 17 million at the gate. 